very pleased to be joined by Portuguese football expert Aaron Barton from the publication Proxima Jornada. Aaron, how are you and have I pronounced that okay? I'm doing very, very well. And yeah, it was uh, a good pronunciation. So it's uh, Proxima Jornada. That just um, sort of translates as, as the next journey, the next. Uh, it's used in Portugal to, to refer to like the next match. It's how we how we would say in English like the next game, the next journey. So yeah, no, you did well. I've heard uh, I've heard <laughs> they pronou- pronounced it a lot worse. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, man. Glad to hear that, Aaron. And you know, just before we jump into conversation about the enigmatic Spurs midfielder Gedson Fernandez, could you just tell our listeners a bit about you know yourself and Proxima Jornada? Yeah, so um, so like as you said, we uh, focus on Portuguese football. So it started out around two years ago. And Portuguese football has always been something that I've been very passionate about. So since I was um, since I was very young, I was always interested in in the uh, the international side of things. So watching the national team and and those players as I was growing up, and then as I got a little bit older, more the domestic side of things. So going over to Portugal and watching watching games and sort of just embracing that fan culture. And there was always something about it that really attracted me to it. And then I uh, I, I was in university at the time studying English. So mm. I decided to just sort of put two and two together. I thought, why not create uh, uh, like an English language in Portuguese football news outlet? There's already a couple about, but I thought, I, I fancied my, myself as a, as a as a writer, so decided to give it a crack. And then, yeah, two, two years later, we've we've um, it's come on leaps and bounds. I didn't expect it to, to grow this quickly. Uh, so, no, they're really happy with it, and it seems like people are happy with the content we produce. So, yeah, no, delighted. Yeah, it really is great content, and I'd advise you know any of our listeners to have a look at it. It's um, you know check their website out, check them on on Twitter as well. It's really. It's really, really uh, informative stuff and very current as well. I saw, I saw uh, an on this day for Ronaldo as well, signing for United, which was, um, you know, just an example of that. But um, you're, so you're a, you're a Portuguese a Portuguese speaker, are you, Aaron? Yeah. So I, at the minute, currently, um, I've been learning what we call like Portuguese football speak. So obviously, growing up, the matches I used to watch were in uh, the Portuguese commentary, the ones that weren't broadcast in England uh, so picked up bits from that and then about three years ago I started taking it a little bit more seriously but I, w- I wouldn't say I'm, I'm fully fluent at the minute still I was supposed to go over to Portugal uh, this, this, I, I, I would have been there now uh, for six yeah. months this year obviously that got postponed due to what's been going on so mm. that got pushed back but I think that would have been a uh, a, a big stage in the development with, with the language so yeah no getting there though doing a little bit of private tuition and, and just trying to get some hours yeah. in wherever I can so hopefully in the future uh, yeah a bit more bit more um, fluency oh, that's great great stuff really really good stuff and yeah let's let's uh, move on to the player in question he's just 21 years of age I suppose my first two questions are what is his best position and also on pronunciation again is it Gedson or Jetson? Um, you could you can say it either way. To be fair, I prefer to say Gedson. Uh, mm. So the the Portuguese pronunciation is is, is a little bit difficult because okay. obviously <laughs> in England we even with the surname as as English speakers we're we're tempted to say uh, as in Fernandez as in like a a, a three syllable word. Um, okay. Whereas in, in Portuguese they they pronounce the Fernandez as like finance. So they oh, wouldn't okay. really <laughs> pronounce the the Des. Uh, but obviously. 
the the English commentators, it's it's a little bit of a, a stickle point to be fair because some some commentators prefer to stick to their own native uh, pronunciation, which is completely fine. And then some people like to adopt, you know, the from that from that country, the country of origin, if the player in question. So he he's is completely fine. But yeah, Gedson, Gedson, Fernandez. Um, yeah, either either way, I've I've heard it say said a couple of different times, and mm-hmm. the um, yeah, it's the vowels, the vowels, the really, really, really funny with the vowels. They don't they don't yeah. pronounce. So another example, um, we we would pronounce uh, Bruno in English, Bruno, whereas in, in mm-hmm. Portuguese it's very soft O at the end, so it's more like Brun. So it's more like a Brun Finance, whereas in English it's Bruno Fernandez. So yeah. Um, yeah, well, any any commentators who are listening to this, I know John Watson, Martin Tyler, I know you're all big listeners to why you want Spurs. Do not try and pronounce it as Fernandes because I just don't think it will sound particularly <laughs> right. I've, I've, I must say I've not I've not heard of um of that one as like um an improper pronunciation of, of Fernandez. What yeah, that's really no, interesting exactly. to say that, Aaron. And... That, I think that's just one of the things that you pick up from. Uh, yeah. So obviously the, the, the growing up the channel, I always watched the Portuguese football on uh, Sports TV. So their pronunciation is is what I was always listening to, and then I'd hear about those players in in England and being talked about in English, and it'd be completely different pronunciations. But I suppose that's just both sides of the coin: is watching football in one language and watching it in another. You do notice the the slight differences. Yeah. So, what's his best position, um, in your opinion, Aaron? Um. So it's it's been a difficult one, especially since he's um since he's been at Spurs because we've seen him play in a, in a, in, in a, a multitude of positions I know the, he's played just I think about 60 minutes in the, in the league for, for Spurs and it's, it's been centre mid attacker mid I think he's played out wide he's played he's deputised you know full back right back mm. but I think in the in the middle of the park is his, is his best position uh, so I know at Benfica especially especially in the uh, when he had that breakthrough season he was usually playing in in central midfield in a, in a two man partnership, uh, so he, he likes to have someone there alongside him. Mm. He he can do he, he's he's a bit of a a bit of like a, a jack of all trades really, because he, he's really good going forward with the ball, which I think gets gets overlooked a little bit to be honest. Uh, mm. But he yeah he he's very good going going forward. He's got good good passing attributes. Um, he's quick off the mark as well. Again, it's, mm. it's something that. That a lot of people don't give him credit for is that when he get when when he gets going, especially when he he starts those runs from deep deeper in midfield and starts to to move through the gears as he moves through midfield, he, he's such a dangerous runner with the ball. That stride, those long strides, and like I say, he's not he's not the tallest. He's around five ten, five eleven, five ten. But yeah, I think in the middle of the park that is his best position. Someone alongside him could he could play in a four three three as a. Um, as one of the the left sided or the right sided central midfield, but yeah, I think the middle of the park. He, he's played out wide a couple of times, but mm. no, I, I for me his best positions yeah right there in the middle. Yeah, what what kind of a player do you think he would benefit from having alongside him, um, be it in a midfield two or a midfield three? You know, is he is it because you say he's good at he's good at driving forward? He's what sort of a player alongside him would complement him? And also just on that would. Tottenham's newest signing, Pierre-Emil Hoybier, possibly be that kind of player who would make someone like Gedson look a better player than he has done so far? Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. I think spot on, especially with the Hoybier points uh, in terms of that, that's someone who can, who, can, uh, who can win, nick the ball back 
and then you know start those moves and, and drop it off. Is that getting he, he isn't this you know like a, a real tough tackler. He's not that type of player. So having someone alongside him who can nick the ball and uh, and 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 you know do that do that defensive running and then give it to him as so he can start those attacks and let him. Like you say, we haven't we haven't really haven't really um, witnessed so far, especially in the Premier League, of uh, of just what he can do coming on, you know, towards the end of games for ten and fifteen minutes and you know five minutes here, you know twelve minutes there, whatever it's been so far, is that he, he hasn't been able to to find his range really and, and get his groove and find those passes. If he's got someone alongside him there, that's you know like a, a tough player, someone that can you know can put a tackle in. And um, and just support him really. Just have someone there that can just mm-hmm. support him. You wouldn't you wouldn't really want to play him alongside another, say like a, a flair type uh, central midfielder, and because you need, obviously you need that bit of uh, you need that bit of steel in there as well, which you know which he which he can do. I think it, I've got a couple of stats on him from his time at Benfica. He was averaging one point seven tackles per game, so just under two tackles mm-hmm. per game. Not the most amount, but then also mm-hmm. those. Statistics are skewed a little bit. I think when you when you're playing for a club like Benfica, because you've got at the ball a lot of the time, so yeah. it's not as you know teams are sitting off. You're less likely to to, to make those tackles, and those teams usually uh, you know dominate dominate the proceedings. So it's a little bit different playing in the Premier League. But um, yeah, no, he's he's got a good defensive side of the game. But I think his his real quality lies in 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 someone having along someone alongside him who will let him go and play, let him go and express himself and. And then um, you know find those little little passes in between uh, the lines and, and round the corner and, and play those little one twos and, and just manoeuvre these attacks from midfield yeah. and move forward with the ball. Yeah, it's good to hear that he has that you know that ball in his locker because it's not something we've been able to see. And you know you're right, he's played all over the place. I think the the one time I saw him start, I think it was in the Champions League game against Leipzig, the home first leg that we lost and. He seemed to play out on the right, and I don't know if that was to do like a tactical job because they play a back yeah. three and, and two wing backs, and you know he seemed to work back well, but he didn't have that much of an attacking threat. But possibly, you know, that was just kind of like a mate weight position for him. But this is a player who's, you know, he's currently six months into an eighteen month loan deal. He's so far only started twice. He's made ten sub appearances. Uh, he only actually played twenty nine times for uh, Benfica, and you know, broke into their first team in twenty eighteen nineteen. Yeah. So, like, what what was it, do you think, that impressed Spurs enough to do a deal for him? Spurs and Jose Mourinho, obviously. So, when when um, when the, the young players at Benfica started getting the chances, it was, um, they, they had the under-23 manager then at the time, Bruno Lage. He came in and started giving the, the likes of him and uh, Joao Felix, who obviously then went on to Atleti after. And it was just, it was, it was, it was, they, they were, Growing a little bit stale, and then when they brought these players in, gets him being one of them. Mm. It was that breath of fresh air, especially in midfield, where where things had become a little bit stale, a little bit predictable. Is that he would would pick up the ball and 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 try and push push, push the team forward, uh, playing those those little one twos around the corner, and you know expecting the ball back, trying to trying to bring the team forward. And I think that type of player. Someone who, who will who will try and grab the game by the by the scruff of the neck, and um, it, very very similar to be honest. I'm not that they're similar players, but it, it, what we've seen with with Bruno Fernandes is especially in those yes. first couple of weeks at Manchester United, where the situation was a little bit similar. 
is that it, it become a little bit a little bit stale, a little bit predictable, and then you've got a player there that that's trying these passes. They might not always come off, uh, but he's trying to get up the pitch. Again, that's not a direct, not directly comparing the two players, but that same sort of you saw that I think Fika the that willingness to drive through midfield and shoot from distance as well. I, the the one that always comes to my mind is um is in the Champions League against uh, Bayern. I think it was, yeah, Bayern in the I think. Benfica, they, they got battered that night. I think it was four one or five one. But he scored the goal, and it was it was one of those moves. It was a a one two, um, driving forward to the ball, and then just unleashing a strike, and a really good technique on the shot, bottom corner keeper had no chance. And that that was like when he's got that open ground to run into. That that's what he can do. He can really um can really punish a team. But yeah, he, he he's got a good short pass game as well. He's not just always looking to, to, to attack and go forward. He can keep things ticking over. So uh, at Benfica, he brought, it, brought a bit of a, a calm in the midfield. He had a, like a 84-85% pass accuracy. Mm. And I know that those statistics can be a little bit skewed as well, depending on, on what type of passes they're playing. But th- those short passes, yeah, he, like, he likes to pop it off and, and get it back and, and try and start that attack. He's a very, very busy player, which... It'll take time for him to adapt in the Premier League yeah. because obviously it's a completely different pace. And as someone who, who who watches both leagues, you know, constantly, is that the Portuguese league is is quick in a different way. It's not in that yeah. physical sense. It's quick as in the from attack to defence. It's quite quick. Whereas obviously in the in the Premier League, there's a lot more emphasis uh, placed on the on the on the physical side of the game. And that um, you know, the, the real hustle and bustle, especially in the middle of the park, it, you know, it'll take him take him a little bit of time to get to grips with that, as it does with with a lot of players. Not every player hits the ground running, and mm-hmm. obviously his chances so far have have been a little bit slim. But you know, there's a reason why why Tottenham wanted him. There's a reason why he's on a he's on that such a long loan. It's yeah. to see you know what he's capable of. Can he can he bring Tottenham that little bit little bit of something extra, that uh, a little bit of edge in midfield. I think yeah. we will see the proper Fernandes next season. I uh, hopefully so. Like like I said, he's he's a player. He's already he's already played two two um, two times for the national team. And you, you don't you don't get into that Portuguese uh, midfield if, if you know if you're a nobody. That's it. Um, yeah. Especially at twenty twenty one. I think he made his debut at twenty. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. twenty one years of age. Considering the options that that Portugal have got in central midfield, that's testament to the you know the quality he does have. Yeah, I can feel the excitement of Spurs fans just listening to that, and I think I, I, I think you would be hard pressed to find a Spurs fan who would, at this moment in time, put him in their starting eleven to start the season. But you know, possibly after listening to you, um, your encouraging words about him, you know, they might think differently about that. And the thing that I take most out of that was the bit about you know him having goals in him, and the I think it was a goal in the Champions League that you talked about this. You know, it's, it's um, possibly just a case of confidence at the minute. And one thing that does require a lot of confidence is to play for your country. And some players will swim, some players will sink. And I'm just wondering if, you, if you're if you aware, Aaron, at all of how those two Portugal caps went. He's obviously played at every every single international level. I think like about five or six different levels um, going back to under 16s or 17s or something. But can you remember how his... Portugal caps went at all? Yeah, it was just a case of of obviously the because uh, he he was later on the on the on the bench as well for the the UEFA Nations League. So 
the mm. two games that he played in, if I recall correctly, I think they were Croatia and Scotland. And I think I think they were t- the two friendlies. So it was more of a you know experimental, giving giving these younger players a chance. But yeah, just 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 having that that confidence, like you say, to, to play to play for your national team and and yeah. be able to to put on that shirt and you know a country that's got such, especially recently, such um such good history in 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 you know in tournament football and and in the um you know in those friendlies that the shirt can, like you said, it sink or swim. They it can can weigh heavy. But no, I thought when he when he came on, uh, he you know he, he did well. He did well. He looked. He looked confident. He looked comfortable. But I think it'll be one of those things as as he as he gets older and as he gets more game time. Whether we'll see that at, at Spurs, hopefully, uh, or whether you know he goes back to Benfica and uses his time in England as a you know a bit of a learning curve. But like you said, those Tottenham supporters, the majority wouldn't put him in the starting eleven, and that that would be completely justifiable because he hasn't. He has a name. I don't think he's he's done enough so far to to justify that. Uh, whether that's because of his game time, or obviously we don't know what happens behind closed doors. It might be that he's taken a little bit more time to adjust. The, the training will be completely different to what he'll be used to in Portugal. And obviously, when he's ready, and uh, when Mourinho sees that he, that he's ready, when he sees fit, then he you know he'll make that step up into into the first team and start start matches. Which, which you know, hopefully is is sooner rather than later. Yeah, one, I, thing say, one thing I will say about him, just on the surface, is that he does look very, very slight. And you know, you're right. Maybe it's a case of you know he came in was a little bit raw. Spurs. I mean, we're not we've not really been going anywhere. Certainly before the restart, it got a little bit better after the restart, but it wasn't the best environment to come into. Was there was a little bit of turmoil, and it seems to have stabilised a little bit, but. You know, maybe he'll come back and he'll be a little bit more bulked out, and that could stand him in better stead to to adapt to the the different challenges of the Premier League physically. Uh, just just in a broader sense, Aaron, moving away from the player now um, and onto our um, Portuguese coaching team in um, Jose Mourinho and his number two, João Sacramento. Just um, you know, how how well connected are these two? If you're aware of it, it's, it's all right if you if you're not totally sure, but how well connected are, I mean, particularly Mourinho and, you know, his number two when it comes to recruiting talent from Portugal? Well, I think, especially with, with, um, with Mourinho, I think that, that especially looking, looking into Portugal and looking at those, those Portuguese exports, that's, that's how he, he managed to build, you know, that short empire at Porto at the start. That, that was mm-hmm. what he thrived on is was going into the transfer window and, and picking up these players that, Either were young and coming through and hadn't really been given a chance, or those players that were, you know, 23, 24, but weren't really getting a look in at the squad. And if you look at the players that that came in around that time, and um, there was a lot of players in there that were, you know, in the in the mid stage of the career, and you know, Mourinho gave them that that new lease of life. But I think the potential for for players in Portugal is it's there and it's always been there. It's just that it's starting to become a little bit more apparent now. I mean, you've only got to look at, at what's happening at Wolves at the minute. I know they went yeah. out, but even the mere fact that you know they're playing in a, a, Euro, a Europa League quarter final, some you know three years after after being in the Championship. So it, and that it's not all because of Portugal, but it's 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 those talents that have came. They're like Fio Ruben Neves and Joao Moutinho, those type of players that can you know that that are technically good that have been able to adapt. 
And I think, I think, yeah, I think um, in terms of Sacramento, I don't know too much about him. I know he was at uh, Lille, Lille, I think it was, and he's quite yeah, young as well. Lille, yeah. I think he's only he's in a, in his thirties maybe, and um, so my, that that might that might uh, that might help him to be honest. That might having that having that mixture of of youth and experience is that mm-hmm. looking to be looking at players and looking at them in two different ways. Obviously, Mourinho's got a bit of a a, a, a reputation for being a pragmatist. So you know you might be looking at certain aspects of a player, and and then also Sacramento's looking at uh, perhaps another side of the game. But I do think the the I don't know too much about their actual working relationship. I think this is the first time that they've that they've worked together. But obviously he, clear, he clearly sees something in him to um, to 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 bring him along. I'm not sure yeah. they they might have worked together before. I don't know too much about Sacramento to be honest. But, yeah, no, I don't think they have yeah. been together. But um, yeah, like I said, is is um, is looking is looking to to Portugal and and those players and you look at the likes of that team that that I spoke about before that that Benfica team under Bruno Lage, uh, the likes of Joao Felix and and Florentino Luis who who's always being linked away with a, a move. You have got Ruben Dias at the back, and Ferro the other central defender. Obviously, gets some finances as. Has made his long move to England, so do you think that these players will start getting, you know, picked off in the next uh, next season or two? At the minute, you've got uh, you've got a little bit of a, a golden generation uh, coming through, uh, yeah. spread spread across the country. At the minute, uh, at, at Sporting, there's um, there's a player called Eduardo Caresma, uh, okay. same name as as obviously as Ricardo. Uh, no mm. relation, not not that I'm aware of. Um, he's a defender. But he already looks so so good. He's only eighteen years old. He's fantastic. He's already, comparisons yeah. to, to Ricardo Carvalho, that type wow. of player, very uh, very confident on the ball, leads the game very well. He came in. Uh, they had a, a new coach come in, Ruben Amarim, and he's promoted, you know, quite a few of the of the young players to the first team. And then at, at Porto, you've got there's a striker called uh, Fabio Silva, who hmm. uh, he. He's been excelling at the at the youth levels. Trincao from Braga. He's now moved to Barcelona, so he agreed to transfer to Barcelona back in the I think it was January time, but it wasn't. It didn't yeah. become you know live until July. He's already been linked with a a move to Leicester for double what um, Barcelona paid for, and they they bought him for thirty mil. They're all there about thirty million euros, and already he's being linked with with fifty five, sixty million pound moves away. So um, that'll be you know some investment if they get double the money back on that. But he's a he's a really really good player. Uh, there's um, a young fullback as well, Thomas Stevens, who plays for uh, Porto, and he again looks confident, looks good on the ball, uh, defensively looks good, quick. So I think I think this this generation at the minute, this uh, the born in 1999 and 2000 generation, there's a there's a lot of a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of hype surrounding them. The ones I've just named there are a little bit younger. Uh, Fabio Silva and Estevez, I think they're 2002, 2003. But that um, 1999, 2000 generation that Gedson's part of, look out mm. for that in the in the next couple of years. I think, especially at those upcoming uh, Euros and World Cups, we'll start to see more and more of those players uh, be integrated into the senior squad. They won the under-17 Euros and then two years later won the under-19 Euros so the the know how to win at that level, it's just taking that step up into into senior football. 
And Fernandez was part of the under seventeens winning team, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I think he was yeah. the 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 under seventeen. I'll have to double check. It was either the under seventeen or the under nineteen. Some of the players overlapped. Some of them played. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, at both tournaments. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. the under seventeen championships. Yeah, that was in twenty sixteen. And um, yeah, he was he was fantastic in that as well. I, I remember I remember watching that. It was. Um, I think it was Spain in the final. Yeah, he scored. He scored in in that tournament as well. He scored one. Mm-hmm. I think he got three assists in six games. So four goal contributions in six games. Uh, that you know, but he was he was playing ninety minutes each week, and obviously under seventeen is a different level to senior football. Yeah. But you know, when he's given that game time, he, he can show his his, uh, his real quality. I hope he hope he shows it in England. I hope he shows it for Spurs, and I hope he shows it for Mourinho. Yeah, I hope so too. And. You know, I'm I'm a football fan. You're a massive you're a massive football man, I can tell. And you know, it's <laughs> it's um a pleasure to speak to you today and you know, thank you so much for your time and, and all the best with um you know with your career and in um in journalism and as a Portuguese football expert, I'm sure I'll be seeing you and hearing you about a lot in the future. So thank you very much. Hopefully, hopefully and uh, and and you all the best. Um good luck with the, the podcast. I'll be sure to um give it a share and, and put it out there on the Twitter. So, um, yeah, hopefully get a little bit, get some more um, some more attention and stuff because it, it's fantastic work that you're doing as well. And it's, uh, it's, it's like I said, I've, I've never, obviously, no, I'm not a Tottenham supporter. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not from London, but no, I've always, uh, always liked Tottenham, always kept an eye on what Tottenham were doing. I think my club as well, for anyone who doesn't know it, is, uh, is Everton. So, yeah, we were always, Always around the same that fifth sixth position. Yeah, um, yeah. Always admired how, how Tottenham how, how Tottenham run things as well. And obviously seeing you progress to the next level for us it's been a little bit more difficult. Yeah. But obviously seeing how you uh, progress and that Champions League final. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, I had the uh, Tottenham the Tottenham shirt on that day. It was a disappointment, yeah. but the fact <laughs> the fact the fact Tottenham, you know, got to the Champions League final, and that's and that's not a that's not a pat on the head, but that you know you can see how how, how far the club has came in, in what is a relatively short period of time. So no, yeah, fantastic club. I think that was part of the problem. We just seem to be happy to be there. Anyway, yeah, thanks for that, Aaron, and you know, all the best. Cheers, man. No worries. Thank you.